Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the NI Golf Podcast episode. 75, MJ. 75. And coming up this week, Mr. Kelly? The Irish Open has been confirmed from Mount Juliet. Not Castle Rock? Not yet. Not yet. We hear from Director of Golf, Matt Sandercock. Roy McIlroy makes it win number four. Does this feel like his best season ever? Mm. Kind of does. Uh, We've our usual roundup from the professional and amateur games. And we look back at the launch of the Inclusive Golf Hub at Donaghadee Golf Club. So, let's start with Mr McIlroy then, making it win number four at the WGC HSB Champions in Shanghai with a playoff to win over Xander Shuffley. And here's what Rory had to say after his win. The four wins this year have been, you know, wonderful. The Players' Championship, Canadian Open, the Tour Championship to win the FedEx Cup. And then, you know, so, you know, big events. Um, but I think more than that, it's, it's the, it is the consistency that I'm bringing week in, week out. I'm able to, you know, even if I don't have my best stuff, give, give myself at least a chance. Or, you know, even last week in Japan, you know, find something after a couple of days and, and, and go on to you know, to, you know, produce a high finish. So everything, you know, I'm, I'm, I think maybe more so than, um, you know, say when I first came out on tour, you know, I, I try 100% over every shot. I think because I, I realize I don't have as much time left as I used to when I was 20. You know, I, you know, even if I'm having a bad day, I'm, I'm trying over every single shot. Um, my concentration's better. My, mental capacity on the golf course is much better than than it ever has been and i think that's the the big key to why i'm able to to play consistently week in week out so mcelroy best season ever discuss yeah um i put a, a we post up on our facebook page and i got podcast up there earlier on today and just ask for a few comments see what reaction people got the Facebook post was asking, was Rory, by the way, it was done by Golf TV, Golf TV in America, right. is Rory McIlroy Europe's best ever player? Bit soon for ever that, in I history? Uh, Ever, yeah, no, like, right, okay. Nick Faldo, ahead of Nick Faldo. According to Golf TV, Twitter and Instagram, by the way, Rory is Europe's best player ever at 30. But he's not. Can't well, he, well, let's put it like this. Uh, Seven? Langer? Exactly. On results basis so far, no. No, no. But... Could you make an argument to say that the modern game being what it is, 20-odd years after Faldo's sort mm-hmm. of and Langer doing their thing, 30 years after Langer, you know, is, is there an argument to say actually, you know, like for like? Well, that's an interesting question. Up against question. who he's up against? Yeah, it's an interesting question. He's certainly at this current time, Justin Rose maybe, maybe the best sort of peer. Mm. And Rory's out shooting him in terms of majors. Park Harrington was before. Mm. There's nobody really. He's he's definitely Europe's outstanding player oh, of the current generation. Current, yes, currently. Maybe even the last one as well, you know. But ever, it's maybe getting a bit, a bit ahead of itself at the minute. Yeah, yeah. So we asked the question, is it his best ever season? And a few of the guys come back. Thanks very much for the people who come back to us. Chris Jelly. Yep, morning, Chris. Chris Jelly, yep. Roy, he says, I think this has been Roy's best year by far from a performance point of view. The only thing was missing was a major. Even though we mainly judge on majors, I still feel sometimes we have to look away from that. And the players was such a big event. Nice thought. Yeah, yeah yep. makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. And the Lonergan, who works for the GUA, he says he's the best in GBNA. Europe, I think we need to play him a bit longer. I think Stevie... Stevie Still shades it for me. And then 
Phil Hanlon, no big Phil down at Galgorm Castle. Phil, what about you? On, on whether Rory Macklin's best, Rory's best season ever, wrong. <laughs> well, has he has he looked at the stats or did have you said? I have looked at the stats. Okay. I've done a bit of stats. So back in... So I don't want to get too... I, I'm not really understanding this current craziness and hype that's going on following the win last week. Yeah. Okay. It was a good win, yeah. but it was a playoff. Yes. It was a good performance over the last two days with no bogeys, mm-hmm. but it was still a playoff. So there was two other guys there yeah. who were up like well with him the whole time. I think it's based on, Morris, four wins four in the wins season. Four wins it is, yeah, yeah. But 2014, the four wins in the season included two majors, and currently his stroke index, stroke average is lower. That, no, sorry, stroke index average is lower in 2014. It was about 68 at the end of the season. So it's now 69-ish. So he's still... You know, it's not bad. 68, what did I say the other day, actually? 68.34 yeah, or something. Yeah. I can't remember. So let's put it this way. It, it's how you gauge majors. Do majors trump everything else? Yes. So therefore... Yeah. So therefore, 2014, you can talk about four wins. Yeah, yeah. And Rory's won. A couple of big events. The Players is a big event. The Tour Championship is a big event. But in 2014, he won the Players Championship, the, the PGA Championship, and the Open Championship. Yeah. So therefore, really and truly... No. Now, it does feel like he's absolutely back on top form. Um, mm-hmm. But he, okay. said, he said he said the game feels very easy at the minute. He's playing golf. He's playing a lot of golf. And you know golf. what it has coincided in with as well? Growing the hair. Oh, Morris. The hair's getting that. It's the old Samson stuff going on. Good point. Growing the hair again. Getting in touch like with his bumps. younger self when he was a, just young and careful. Remember he said the other Yes, just wanted to play the, the one before you. Just want to play, just want to be carefree again. Like, going, so he's growing the hair, so, you know, he's getting into his younger self again, feeling freer, just swinging the club. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's those four wins have come in his last 15 starts, yeah. Like, currently, you know, they can talk about he's, he's the hottest player in the world. At the oh, he's, he's absolutely on the money at the yeah, moment, he's, absolutely. He's most world ranking points. And how much year. of it do you think is down to uh, Brooks? Yeah, he, he sidestepped your initial question very well uh-huh. when he was asked about uh-huh. Brooks's comment. He did now. I thought that's a, an interesting sign of maturity because in the past Rory might have bit on that, uh-huh. but he didn't. He said, "Oh yes, I can understand what Brooks mean. Majors are in blah blah blah." But then having won the other day, he was quite pointedly saying, "Quite pointedly, basically saying, no, when somebody like Brooks says that, yes, you want to do well uh-huh. and to let the clubs do the let talking. the clubs do the talking, which is interesting. And obviously, you can see the media Morris want a big rivalry, <laughs> but that's not in Rory's nature. You know, Rory's never been they wanted a big rivalry with Tiger." Doesn't he? He's not. This, I don't think he's the sort of person that goes out wanting to. No, he doesn't openly. No. I, I think internally know, he's determined. I think in, internally. I got it. I got a trump all over him. Okay. Okay, Brooks. All right. Yeah. I'll say all the right things when it comes to asking yeah. the question. But all right, we'll see. Well, I can I hope so because it would be brilliant for the game. Him and Brooks going. I don't know. Him and Brooks going want, head to head. See it. No, I. I I want them to play the golf the way they play the golf. Yeah. When they start adding elements like that into more pressure, more nonsense, it just it t- detracts from what they can possibly do. You know what I mean? Well, fair point. Yeah. Not, I don't think there's. Well, I guess the know, game's bigger than two you, people. Yes, and you don't really want, you know, a supposed match play scenario every the time, time the two of them play. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, um, so fourteenth European Tour victory, first since twenty sixteen. Yeah. Well, what, what was the one in twenty sixteen? Now. Trying to work out. I think it, it might have been might have been one of those WGCs as well. He's won three of those now as well. Yeah, and what was the uh, what's the number for total tour wins? Twenty eight, But that fourteenth European Tour victory equals Darren Clark. Darren Clark's record 
I, I honestly never thought Darren Clark had 14 European tour wins. There you go. Just shows you, but he's had a long career. He's well, had a long done. career. Well done. A lot of that was done at the start, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McElroy has now accumulated more than 100 official world golf ranking points uh, than anyone else in 2019, and the world number two puts it down to hard work. That's what he says. That's what it said on the on the, on the the PGA Tour website. <laughs> and, I, what, and what's the numbers like between that and number one? Then what does he have to do to get the number one? Because that's capy far. I think it was the last thing was three three or four points or something between them. So it's 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 quite a big gap actually. But Bricks is out injured now, so it may be may, if he wins the DP World Tour Championship, uh-huh. you know. If he wins that, that's five wins in a year. And now I think we really have to start considering just how big a, a season he's had, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, if he, gets, if he gets five wins, even though there's no major in it. Yeah, I think you have to say it possibly is but best it's not just does it not just kind of, well, obviously the wins, but does it not also just boil down to some of the stats? Like, you know. you Yes, yes. It's, it's, but then the problem with stats is more it depends on... You know the courses that he's played. Has he played a lot on tough courses this yeah. year and all that sort of? Yeah. That's what I don't. But like he, he finished the the last P. This is a stupid wraparound season. He finished the last PGA Tour season first in this and first in that, first in strokes mm-hmm. gain. Mm-hmm. So he was so consistent all year. And the only, the definitely one thing that I think we can say about Rory's twenty nineteen was all the fuss about him not playing much in Europe. Well, listen, the results talk for themselves uh, as does the nonsense about harry yeah yeah so that's all that as well. so that's all been put to bed so as well everything right. has been put to bed the only thing now stopping rory from really hopefully don't say it don't say it we're not allowed to the the, the, the m word don't yeah. say the m word yeah we're not allowed to say no, it we're not allowed to say the m word moving on yeah the second stage of european tour q school which is underway in spain right this week uh by the way you can't imagine just how far away from rory's life you are Rory won the WGC. Yeah, yeah. The next picture is Rory on a private jet flying out, uh-huh. and you have these boys, poor lads, trying to scramble for a European well, I'm, tour I'm card. Thinking, who, who have we got uh, playing for in Q School? This well, we've got the likes of Michael Hoy, yeah. Robin Dawson, Michael John, who, who uh, hates Q School. Hates it. Yeah, he said to us several times Slog. on the podcast how much he detests yeah. it. Yeah. Robin Dawson, John Ross Galbraith. Yeah, Jr. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Caldwell's there. You know, all these, there's about 12 or 13. What about Dunners? Because he's lost his card. Yeah, no, I think Dunners will come in uh, final stage because he had a tour So he card. has to go back. He has to, he has to, he'll have to go back to tour school. School. Yeah. And do you think he'll shoot the lights out? And just I don't out? know. He's had such a tough, tough season, hasn't he? And see, he, he's, he, you know, his game's really gone off and he's put so much pressure on himself as well. How much of it was Dunners, do you think, is uh, temperamental? Because he is kind of, he's he can hard be, on himself. He's hard on himself. yeah. yeah. I don't know whether his technique's gone. He certainly was chipping and putting was always so good, but he, he, his driving stats more have been atrocious this year. He can't find the fairway, and that just continually puts pressure. And then if something else goes off a wee bit, but would you not, you know, after that length of time and the number of bad drives he must have hit, yeah. would you not do a Stenson? Start hitting three, whatever. Start hitting three, with. aye. But he's not. He ha- can't hit it as far as Stenson. It doesn't it. matter if if you're th- if you're twenty yards short, thirty yards short yeah. than you were. Compensate. At least get it, it round. Get it round. I don't know, Mars. Uh, do you, but do you know? Be honest. I have to hold my hands up and say. It was eleven out of Dunner's season. I never expected Paul Dunn's season to finish the way it has. Yeah, you missed a lot of cuts. Yeah, and I, I just kept expecting him yeah, yeah. to click in and put a result together, and it just didn't happen. Same with Gavin Moynihan. Gavin Moynihan's going to be back at the final stage of Cure School. Just a, a special word of mention for Johnny Caldwell. Johnny was going on the Euro Pro Tour's final event there a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
Johnny was about fifth or sixth in the rankings. I think it was sixth or seventh. And uh, he needed top five to get a guaranteed chance to record. He finished a couple of hundred quid out of the reckoning. Really? Literally a couple of hundred quid. So that's a real kick in the you-know-whats, you know. All right, on uh, the European Tour, it's the Turkish Airlines Open. It started today. We're recording this on Thursday night yep. at the Montgomery Max Royal. I've played there. Yes, you have. I love Italian news. I love, love Italian yeah, yeah. well, you, you well, That was a freebie of all freebies. That was ridiculous. Thank you, Turkish Airlines. Uh, Justin Rose defending. Can't remember who was top of the leaderboard. Can you remember who we saw earlier? Having a clue. Can't remember. Having a clue. It doesn't matter. Uh, Podrick Harrington was also in action. I know Porig had a nightmare. Porig had a 10 at one of the par fives. Three balls in the water. Eek. Uh, open champion Shim Laurie is in the field and he's still hopeful of winning the race to Dubai. Yeah, he didn't start too well together today either. I think she has around level par or something. Uh, Shane is currently third in the rankings behind John Ram and Burnt Cheeseburger. And here's what Shane had to say going into the week. It's definitely one of those weeks where it's just a really nice week. You know, lovely weather, lovely golf course, great hotel here. And, you know, I know a few guys and I have my family here and it's just, uh, you know, a really chilled week. But obviously there's a lot of business to take care of as well. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there and competing on Thursday. What do you remember this course and what do you have to do well around here? remember the scoring being quite good. I remember uh, you know, there's lots of birdie chances out there. So I think, uh, you know, just try and keep the bogeys off the cards and, uh, you know, take your chances when you get them. But I think if I can remember correctly, if you play the par fives well, you have a chance of shooting a good score around here. So um, I think a lot will be kind of won and lost on the par fives. Tied 43rd last week in China. How's the game feeling coming into this week? Yeah, it was average enough last week, to be honest, but um, I played all right in parts, and uh, look, I've, I've been playing all right. I've, I've done okay. I had a decent week in Japan the week before, and went where Dunhill was okay, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm look, I'm going to give it everything I can over this week and, and the rest of Dubai to try and, you know, win the rest of Dubai and, you know, see, see how high I can finish up there, but uh, yeah, just go out and give my best and see where it leaves me. What did it mean to, to win race Dubai, and how's it, how much does it play on your mind at this time of year? Yeah, look, it, it obviously for me this year I think it would be obviously the icing on the cake um, but if it comes down at the end of it and I don't win it look I'm going to go out and give it my best shot but if I don't win it I'm not going to be you know I'm not going to be too disappointed at the end of it I, I, I've had a decent year and I'll, I'll be pretty happy with, with what I've got at Christmas but um, yeah look it's, it's my main goal over the next three weeks to go out there and, and perform as best I can and, and really go and Going into the final 18, 18 holes in Dubai, it'd be lovely to have a chance to win the race in Dubai because, you know, to be European number one would be very special and um, it would just kind of add to the year that I've had. Right, there's no PGA Tour event this week, which makes a whole mockery of the wraparound season and starting their season. Like, by the way, just for people to know. Is it like, is it like, like this a holiday? Is it that? Is Thanksgiving not the end of the month? I don't know. So, but this is the weird thing, right? Just in case anybody's caught, Rory's win, the WGC, was effectively towards the end of the European Tour season and the start of the PGA Tour season. He's now second in the PGA Tour rankings. <laughs> just daft. daft. And why, why wouldn't they just line it all up? Do you know what I mean? I think, Morris, I think in the next couple of years, the way things are going, there'll be a world tour yeah. bound to happen. So there's no, I said, there's no PGA Tour, but just a quick word for Brandon Todd, who you may have seen won the Bermuda Championship last week. In 2015, he was afflicted by the ball striking yips. Which, which yips are those in particular? That's the ones when you're standing over the ball and you literally hit it. Don't know where it's going. All right, well, sure, sure, we all don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> he was top 50 in the world at the time, and he slipped off the radar. He lost his tour card, but he showed great battle to fight back. Just shows you, 
for Dunners and these boys, it can mm-hmm. be done. It was also a better week for Seamus Power. Now, Seamus has lost his card as well. Yeah. So he's Monday qualifying and getting a few invites and stuff. So he finished tied for 31st. It just, it just shows you what a fickle, you know, roller coaster ride. Yeah. You know, uh, getting your tr- getting your card is exactly it's, because okay, it's, it's you can it's, click that one way yet again. It's another first step. Yeah. you know what I mean on the on the next level. But you got to perform and you got to yeah. get to the, what is it six hundred and like Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson fell out of the top fifty in the world this week for the first time in twenty odd years. Uh, he's playing crap, <laughs> and he slimmed down. <laughs> yeah, he loves his calves. Uh, on the Challenge Tour, it's the last event of the season, the Grand Final in Mallorca. The top 45 players on the rankings are playing. Cormac Charvin is in the uh, sole, he's the sole home representative, uh, currently ranked ninth, and a victory would be the perfect way to cap off a season that has earned him a place on the European Tour. He's our only one other than the three big boys. Yes, unless, hopefully, fingers crossed for some of the other guys going through um, going through over the next few weeks at Tour School, yes. just two weeks back to back. But it just shows you, you know, we talk about Ireland, Irish golf being a great place. Shane's the open winner, Rory's doing so well. Poor Ed Graham still in your PGA Tour. Where's the rest of them? Mm. Michael's right. Michael says this every few years. Where's the rest of them? They're Coming not there. Through. They're not there. Well, you would know better than most. Yeah. Who's, who's not the, there? They're the not great there, green much. hopes. You know, you're looking at the likes of Robin Dawson now to yeah. come through and hopefully do well. And Robin's at Q School. There's a number of boys stuck on the Euro Pro Tour. Um, Michael Hoy's 40 plus. He started to go backwards a bit, as he says himself. What about the very younger generation? Oh, I, Mars, it's hard to know. I, I haven't. But it's not about the boy who won the the West of Ireland. Was it the West of Ireland he won this year? Mm. Um, Which one? Who was the guy that did really well on one of the tour events this year? don't know who you're talking about, Morris. I wish I knew. <sighs> yeah, you remember this when we were finished, won't you? And, no, I'll not remember because <laughs> he, was so, he wasn't on my radar at all, yeah. but he won one of the four. Uh-huh. Um, and? And he went on and played and he did really well in the Open. And okay, James Sugrue. There you go. Who won the, the, uh, the, the, amateur, the amateur championship. Yes. Well, James is still an amateur. James hurt his back playing in the home internationals. And I think he's taking some time off. But James is there's no sign of James term pro. No, I don't think so. But that's the sort of fella. Yeah, you're right. That sort of boy. Could he, Mark, could he Mark, there's a boy, one of the young amateurs there, won a tournament over in America in the college scene. Mark Parr, Connor Purcell. You know, there is some good players there. Yeah. But there's no, it doesn't seem to be a move yet for them to make, make a step up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it came as no surprise then to anyone that Mount Julia down in Kilkenny was recently named as the venue for the 2020 Irish Open, which will be played uh, from May 28th to the 31st. So early, again, early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 25 years since the Jack Nicholas course hosted the Irish Open in 93, 94 and 95. It's a new venue to both of us. I've never been there and I've, I've played never a lot been of places. There. I've never yeah. played it. Can't wait to get uh, there. But Paul got speaking to the club's director of golf, Matt Sandercock, for the lowdown on what's going to be happening. What can you expect from the test? What sort of test is it? I think it's, well, around Juliet, we're a very different test to what you previously would have seen, say, at La Hinge on a, a Lynx venue there. We're much more of a Parkman course. Um, we're a previous World Golf host. We hosted two World Golf Championships. Tiger Woods being probably the biggest winner of all time here, along with Ernie Els. And we also hosted three Irish Opens previous, with Sam Torrance, Bernard Langer, and Sir Nick Fowler winning. So the course has got good pedigree of winners. Um, it's a golf course that really requires you to be very much in control of your, your ball distances and your ball flight. You have to know how far each club goes around here with 
tight greens and good undulations. So it's a good test to golf. It's a, a Jack Nicholas course, so a lot of a lot of big bunkers involved. There is a good few bunkers out there. Yeah, it's a Nicholas design, um, a signature course there we have. So it's been in place since 1991 when it was commissioned to be built. Uh, so since then, we obviously we've hosted some major events. The rough is the rough is fair. It's much more of a resort park than golf course, so it's not going to beat you up when you're out there. Uh, it's renowned for it. It's good greens here, so we're well known for our good quick greens all, all throughout the summer months there. Okay, so as you say, it's it's been a while since you've hosted a a sort of a, a big event. It's probably long overdue. What, what sort of what's the reaction been around the place? Oh, it's been brilliant. It's been uh, it's been over the moon. Everyone's very happy with it. So we've had a, a good positive reaction in relation to hosting this event. I mean, we've kind of been been there. Maybe been off the map for a few people over a number of years. But we've always been known to be sort of top part of the golf course there in Ireland. So here we are, we're back on the world stage, twenty five years on from uh, Sam Torrance's Irish Open win. And it's not it's not as if you've sort of stood still. You've a, you've a Paul McGinley Academy there. There's plenty there's plenty up the yeah. venue. Yeah, Paul McGinley Golf Academy. Uh, it's a five-star resort here recently. We added 93 new bedrooms. So we now have 125 rooms on the estate. Uh, we tie that in with the Michelin Star Restaurant and the Lady Helen. You have the likes of equestri- equestrian, fishing. Uh, you do sort of all the kids' activities, the swimming pool, spa, the health club. There's a lot happening here on the estate. So we're not quite we're not quite just the golf course anymore. We're now, we're now a full estate resort venue. And uh, that's really positive for us going forward. Brilliant stuff. Now, obviously, Rory's in the kid. He's likely to be playing. Uh, can you give me a wee bit? What's what's course record around around Mount Juliet? So, what sort of scores do these boys shoot around there? I mean, as I said, the pedigree is very high. Our course record holders are Sergio Garcia and Retief Goosen. Uh, they both shot sixty-two in the final round of WGC, uh-huh. uh, and that av- was for ten under par. A couple of average players there. Yeah, exactly. So the winners have got some good names behind them in there. The record's low at 62. Tiger won the WGC with 25 under. Uh, but previous to that, the Irish Opens were held, and it was 12 under was winning, and that was in playoffs. So it's tough to see. I would say probably looking around the 20 under mark again, depending on yeah. course setup for that week. Yeah, and, and May, a good time down there for you is in terms of course, you know, course condition that time of the year. It's a bit early sort of for us in, this, in the north part. We can still be quite cold and damp. What about you? Well, sunny southeast for us, so we'll be in well. We'll have a bit of the sunshine on our back, and uh, we'll be in good shape come May there. So it's the last weekend. It's a bank holiday weekend, so be a good party festival feel around the place. So Absolutely. we're looking forward to it. Brilliant stuff, man. Listen, man, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. Hopefully we'll speak to you again over the next month or two as preparations get underway. Yeah, no problems, Paul. I look forward to it, and take care and have a good day. Right, amateur news, Mr Kelly. Yeah, there's no surprise, Morris, given us how we're in early November. There's very little in the way of amateur golf. Mayola Park's Olivia Curry, she won the ILGU Junior Medal National Final at Seapoint over the Halloween break. University of Ulster student Neve Ward successfully defended her InterVarsity title at St Anne's Golf Links. UCD's Charlie Denver kicked off his college career with a win in the men's event. And I'm just marking everybody's card because we're going to be talking about this. Do you remember the whole thing with the rules, Morris? 
Yeah, all the rules change and how yeah, yeah. we've another thing coming. Oh, oh, it's his handicap. The new it? world handicap yeah. system. Okay, it's going to launch in Ireland next year around the second of November, around this time. Um, and that's good news because it'll give everybody the winter to work out exactly what's happening. <laughs> I don't think we'll go into it in any great detail just now, Morris, because it's melting my head trying to work it out. Really, essentially, you will have. But you'll not have to work it out. The computer will do it. For the you. computer will do it, and but essentially, you'll go to every golf course, and you will your handicap will change slightly at every golf course you play. Right. Yeah. Because the the, the golf course will be rated as well. Uh-huh. So and that kind of makes sense because, like, let's be honest. So if I'm playing Armagh Golf Club, right, I'm used to know how to play yeah, it. Yeah. It will have a rating, yeah, and I can play off my handicap yeah, yeah. there. If I rock up the Royal County Down. I'm at least four or five shots worse off. So how does that how does that work for like society golf? Very good question, Morris. That's that and is society golf who turn up don't necessarily go anywhere near the pro uh-huh, shop. They've uh-huh. done the deal already, they've paid yeah. their dough. Yeah. They go into the bar, yeah, you know, they have a drink and then they say, Right, there's your card. So it'll it'll be, I think there'll be more pressure certainly on society, handicap secretaries and everybody to have all that worked out in advance. Each each time you go to a golf course you'll have a ready reckoner. So what it'll be it'll be multiplied by not point one or multiplied by minus point three yeah, or you will it's it, there's actually two or three mathematical equations that need to be taken in to get your actual handicap for the day. But you will have ready reckoners and that's it's uh, gonna be you'll rock up at a golf course and each tee box each teeing area will have a different uh, sort of slope rating. What? <laughs> this is where it gets really good. So, say for example, you're playing a golf course like Portrush. L- Locker, Locker, which has four or five different tee boxes. Yes. Traditional, shall we say, ladies' tees. We'll yes, call them the yep. forward tees now. Yep. Society, medal, championship yes, tees. Yes, yes. Okay. Normally, if you're me rocked up, as now, you're playing off 13 or 12 yeah, at the yeah. minute. I'm playing off 16. doesn't matter which tea, men's tee no. box you play off. You play off that handicap. Under this new system, you could have a different handicap. For a different tee box? Because each golf course from their tee box, from their measurement, has been assessed right, for okay. a rating. All right, okay. So it, it will affect, it could be a great thing. It could mean that you rock up on a Saturday and say, right, today I'm going to play off the four tees. Your handicap could be fine. you mix and match whatever tee you play off for in the round? Well, that, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll play off the yellow. I'll play off the blacks one. today. Yeah, I'll play off the blacks because I get an extra shot. Uh, next hole I'll play off <laughs> the, the reds Because they're close to the par trees. Ah. I don't get a shot there. Any. You saw all that's going to, it's going to be, and the other thing to mix in more is, is how we're going to do inter-club competition. Because a lot of the handicaps are sort of, there's there there are events where the handicaps are on the day, so you rock up. Well, what is my handicap today? I know, but surely your surely your club handicap versus the other clubs club handicap. Yeah, it's all there'll, done. There'll, up. Be a, there'll be a factor between the yeah, two clubs. It's very much going to be you know the computer systems are going to be put the, the pressure on. It's great. this crap. It's a uh, RNA and the USGA there because we want everybody playing off. The, you can supposedly you can take your handicap anywhere in the world then. Because we all because we, we all as go you know Beach on as, as you, exactly yeah. as you know we'll be playing Pebble Beach next week the week after that we'll be in Australia playing Melbourne and you know you need to keep your uh, handicap record because as you know when for you rich go Americans who come over and play Portrush yeah <laughs> Is that what it nailed it right on the head Morris <laughs> and Castle Rock looks set to stage the RNA Women's Senior Amateur Championship sometime in twenty twenty one. Uh, the RNA released their list of venues this week, and the North Coast Club is provisionally booked for August. Uh, that will be a busy year for the club if 
the Irish Open also heads that way because, as we know, rumors Cast- are Castle Rock had a wee visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've sent the boss a wee message to like, say, what's the crack, big lad? <laughs> Bert hasn't come back this Yeah, yet. I know he hasn't. He's, he's blanked us. But it would be interesting even to hear from Bert just to say, you know, when they were out for the visit, yeah. what do they say? What's mm-hmm. the crack? What do you have to do maybe to get the event? Yeah. Or what do you need to change? Or yeah. How much of, a, how much of a, a hassle is it going to be? What's going to happen? What's the infrastructure going to be like? It'd be interesting. It would be, it kind of came a bit left field when it was sort of, yeah. when the word was announced. Right here, didn't, uh, we, didn't we push him a couple of years ago after the first set of works? <laughs> after the work was done. So yeah. Bert, what's the next step then? Yeah, and he, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. All of a sudden, well, you see what happened was La Hinch, has changed the, uh-huh. the old de- thing because the Hinch was a small venue and people thought we couldn't host it there and it was fantastic, you know. And finally, we mentioned a bit about the launch of the very first inclusive golf hub at Donegal Day. This is the event that you were involved with. It was indeed. Uh, well, it's up and running now. Paul caught up with the driving force behind the initiative, Trevor Hillen. Why do you think there's a need for the hubs? Well, looking at the numbers, um, like there's 760 odd thousand uh, of disabled or partially disabled people in Ireland. Um, And I think we can help only maybe a small amount of them. But again, even that small amount could be 1,000 or 2,000 people or or even a couple of hundred people. Um, I'm prepared to work for those couple of hundred people to get them out of the house, to get them living again, to get them away from depression and to get them away from darkness. In terms of developing the hub and and where you would like to see it going forward, I know you have ambitions for it to to spread outside of Ulster. How, How... can you give sort of people an idea of, of sort of the work that goes God has gone into, to putting the hub together? Well, the hub, um, yeah, it, it's difficult, but uh, thankfully with doing the first hub, I, I, I'm going to come overcome those difficulties because I know now where to look. Um, when you start, um, you don't you don't really know where to go. Um, and uh, I used my own club, which uh, was a big, uh, big thing for me because I knew everybody, I knew the the council, I knew the captain, and when I went to them and spoke to them, they said, "Yeah, let's go for it," and they gave me a hundred percent backing. Um, I'm looking now for to go to another province, um, Leinster, Munster, or Connacht, but they're not going to know me there, so that's going to be a big problem to overcome uh, uh, and at this moment in time until I get in front of whichever club we're going to go to I'm, I really don't know how that's going to work um, you then have to start talking again to different funding bodies uh, um, like the lottery and local councils and what have you uh, but again we've done that up uh, with Donahadi so I now know have a bit of an idea where to go um, but um, CGI will be able to help me. Uh, Rory Leonard has been a great help up here in Ulster. Uh, and I'm sure there's people like him all over Ireland will try to help us. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, since it went live and we've had a wee bit of media about it, what's been the reaction, Trevor? Well, the reaction's been very positive. Um, I suppose the thing and the reaction that hit me most, which I sort of knew it was okay, but they came back and uh, and talk about the friendliness. They talk about the members. They talk about the volunteers. 
Uh, and that's really what's made it. Um, if there's nobody there on the ground to work with people, uh, we really are lost. So it's getting a hold of a couple of dozen volunteers who give up a bit of their time for a bit of crack, for a bit of enjoyment, for a, for a laugh, because that's really what it is at the end of the day when we get people out on a button green or a, a practice area, just to have a laugh, to have a, a bit of crack. And if people just want to continue doing that, that's fine. We, we, we live with that and that's what we want. If they want to go further and they want to play in the US Open, well, that's fine. We can point them in the right direction as well. Um, so it's having good people around you, people who are prepared to give a little bit of their time uh, and effort and uh, look to others rather than themselves. And finally, Trevor, if you know somebody who's interested in maybe giving the game a go, if you know somebody who or a group that might want to come up and, and the veil of the facilities and the work that you're doing there, how do they make contact? Well, it really is easy, uh, and, and it's uh, my email address for this. It's very simple. It's called disabledgolf at mail.com. That's disabledgolf at mail.com. Just drop me a line, and everything else will take care of itself. Just let us know you're out there. Let us know your group's out there. And by the way, you don't have to be just disabled. If you're able-bodied as well and you've never given this a go, um, come along. Uh, you'll be more than welcome and uh, we'll have a bit of crack with you. So here, TV star, oh, golfing did, did TV my, star, did I saw you on the BBC. Nearly chipped that in, Mars. I was uh, devastated then. Uh, chipped in later on. And, and how many times did you try and chip it in for the camera? Just maybe... Okay. 10, 11. Maybe went. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It was so you, wet. So you were down it that day. Yeah, I've been. As I said before I've been kind of involved in this sort of. The ambition is to 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 make golf more inclusive. We've already been. You've seen a lot of work been done on making it inclusive for women and juniors, and you know there's so many people out there who can benefit from a bit of exercise, and the camaraderie and the social aspect of it. But a lot of people probably have looked at golf and thought maybe they've got a bit of a disability. Maybe they had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they had a heart attack and yeah. they walked away from the game. Oh, I can't do that. Well, look, the whole thing is done a day of trained volunteers. And the idea is, listen, we'll get you back out. We'll find a way to get you trying the game again. So is this for people who have never touched a club who have a disability? No. Or is it everybody. bringing people, everybody? Right, okay. Anybody at all. I think the, the key thing that, that Trevor said, Trevor's now saying... He doesn't care if you even haven't got a disability now. Trevor's thing is, get up here. It's a fun environment. We get to play it. Trevor's very much, uh, he doesn't always talk about it, but it, 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 he had a, he had a, an, an incident when he was out playing in America where he, he met a f person who was watching these guys playing some American disabled golf and some Europeans, and she came over and she introduced herself, and she talked about how her brother had been in a bad car accident and he had stopped doing all sport and he was really in a very dark place and he he, he was in a bad way. Um, and, she, you know, she said, well, it's amazing to see he's doing all this. And Trevor being the type of fella said, listen, sure, we'll come over to the house. It was one of the houses in the property. We'll come over to the house, sure, afterwards. Have a, have a chat with him. And we'll bring him out and hit a few right. balls. And she said, that'd be brilliant. He lives in Wisconsin. Which is <laughs> 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 3,000 miles away. But, um, he kept in touch with your woman and your man got into golf. So a light bulb went out. Trevor thought, well, listen, there's so many people here who have arthritis, have yeah. physical disabilities, born with it, have car crashes. And for many reasons to think, well, I can't do golf. Uh -huh. But like we had 
well, I was there. Trevor himself was there with Brenton Lawler there with Kane, Kane the one arm champion there, yep. and all these people can prove that golf is for really is for everybody, yeah. and the whole idea is that. Donaghy, the hub, the first of its kind. You'll go there. The people are trained. They're patient. They'll understand that they might have to make some adaptions, but they'll encourage you to give it a go. And hopefully, we'll see this spread now over the and, over the and next how years. How do people? Yeah, people listen. How yep, Trevor's, Trevor's, Trevor's giving the details there as well. Okay, you know, yeah, so it's just so. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's just uh, I'm delighted that it weren't so well. It was a great day out, and uh, thanks to everybody for the support. Thanks to everybody at Donaghy, and uh, going forward, hopefully we'll see more of it. And that's us for episode 75, did we say, half an hour ago? 75. 75. We're, uh, that's two and a half years. Mm-hmm. We're getting near the end of it. It feels like a long time. There's a lot happened, Morris. When we started, it was all about the Open. Do you remember when we started, we were looking ahead to the Open Championship. And now, like the Open Championship, done. I know. Do you remember that? Do you remember the Open Eye? It was good that It was good that eye. Do you remember? So, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're winter leaguing, as we always say, Lunatics. Heart, heart like a lion. Lunatics, my clubs are away. Are <laughs> they really? Yeah. You know, yeah, can't get out, so it's too wet. You look at how wet it is, Morris. Can't get the buggies out. Um, so, uh, if you're playing, as I say, enjoy nutcases. And uh, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. I would say we'll get another one in before, get the, end one in before the end of the year. Yeah. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Bye.